Hello and welcome to the Let's Get Visible show with me, your host, Janine Coney, personal branding expert, marketing and business mentor and international style coach. And I'm passionate about empowering you to build an unstoppable personal brand and image, to grow your business, develop your marketing skills and elevate your self-esteem and confidence to create a standout personal brand. Hello and welcome back to the next episode. So today I'm talking to Penny Gunter. Now Penny is a cabbie personal stylist. I've known Penny for about four or five years now. Um, I met Penny through the Image Consulting Company and I've been Penny's uh, mentor in business uh, for two, three years now. And we are going to talk about how Penny became, uh, went from being a scientist to a stylist. Um, We're going to talk about cabbie. Um, and how she got into it, um, how her business has evolved and grown. Um, and she is going to also talk about some of the ups and downs that she's had on the way, because obviously this podcast is all about the reality of being in business too. So um, let me introduce you to Penny. Hello, Penny. Welcome to the podcast today. It's really lovely to have you on as my guest. I've been really looking forward to this one all day. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you ever so much for asking me to be on. I've been I've been quite excited with it as well. And I will turn my phone off because that's probably. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Just make the phone. Make sure the phones are on silent. Actually, yeah. very good point. Um, so welcome. So before we dig, you know, I dive straight in and ask you lots and lots of questions. Um, can you just introduce yourself uh, to the audience? Um, thank you. Yes. Hello. I'm Penny, Penny Gunter. Um, I am a personal stylist with um, the US clothing brand Cabby. Um, I've been working with Cabby for the past six years, but I've been a personal stylist for 12 years now. Um, and when Cabby came to the UK seven years ago, I was one of the very first to join. And um, yeah, I've been with them ever since and been enjoying the ride. Brilliant. 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 So, so many questions to dig into there. Um We'll come back to Cabby in a moment, but what I wanted to start with is for you telling people how you came into personal styling and why you loved it. And where was your career before that? Um, well, I started off, um, believe it or not, as a scientist. I was a biologist. I did a degree in applied biology. Um, so when I graduated, I spent oh, two, well, 15 odd years working in pharmaceuticals. So sales and marketing for pharmaceuticals, which was um, brilliant fun, but very, very science, definitely science medical. I spent all my time with doctors in hospitals. Um, and then I was getting to a point when I my next career move would have been into the office and I wasn't, I'm not an office type person. Um, so then I decided to retrain as an equine chiropractor Wow! Um, because horses are very big in my life and I spent a lot of time with horses. Um, so I worked as an equine chiropractor, had my own practice. And then along the way, my daughter came along. Yeah. Um, and I got to a point where I wanted to, to go back to sort of the sales, um, the sales side of things. Um, and I was getting a little bit tired of, a lot of mud which you get with equine chiropractic so I wanted to sort of get away from the mud a bit mm-hmm. and um but I didn't want to go back to the corporate world I didn't want to go back into an office um so I was looking for something that I could do would grow on my skills as a when I worked in pharmaceuticals which is all about relationships and helping people and and that sort of thing um and I did come across a company I don't know if I pampered chef um, oh yes yeah the one I remember pampered chef parties they were the ones where I used to try and find the 
least expensive thing on the in the exactly. to buy on the night because it was exactly. like ramekin was like 50 pounds <laughs> exactly it just, yeah exactly and I, I sort of thought yeah I can do this job I can do that you know I like the um the interaction of it I like the sociability of it but I had a very good friend who said look Penny you cooking in utensils no it's not going to happen um so she was beautifully honest with me and then her next line was we need someone to do something similar, but with clothes. Um, so I thought, oh, it sparked something in my head. And I then sort of looked around and came across a company that I worked with for 2012, um, which was brilliant. And it got me um, building a relationship with people, uh, building my fashion business, building my personal styling. And then when Cabby came to the UK, it was the logical step to move on and, um, and work with Cabby. So I've gone from scientist to stylist. I love that. Scientist to stylist. <laughs> Brilliant. There's a tagline there, isn't there? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so a lot of people won't know what cabbie is. I do. I yeah. love it. Um, and I know this is something we talk about quite a lot because Penny and I have met through the Image Consulting Company. Um, and I've also been mentoring Penny for a few years now. Um, and it's we I think we more mentor each other now, really. Um, <laughs> Penny's amazing. We we talk once a month and we really just dig deep into her business and, and where she is and what what's going forward with it. Um, but what many people don't know about is and, and understand is the brilliance of Cabby. So maybe you can explain a little about little bit about the brand for people. Certainly. Um, now Cabby was um, it was set up twenty one years ago, believe it or not, um, by a group of ladies in California, um, and they very simply had got fed up of the fashion retail experience at the time, um, which to be honest is not much different than it is nowadays. There was poor, poor personal service. The, um, the you know, the, there was the same old things in all the shops all over. Um, and just generally they were just sort of fed up with what they were getting. Um, at the same time, the founder knew a lady who's a designer in the US called Carol Anderson. And she equally, she was a designer, she was equally getting fed up because all of her clothes that she was designing were going to the buyers in the big stores like Bloomingdale's and what have you. Um, and the buyers were just being safe. They were just choosing all the safe things and they weren't actually getting all her designs in front of the end user, which was you and me. Um, so very simply, the two got together. Carol Anderson started designing cabby clothes. The ladies developed um, the business where you took Carol's um, clothes directly into people's houses. So directly to the end user, which is the ladies who wear the clothes. And very simply, that's how the business took off. Um, so cabby actually stands for Carol Anderson by invitation. Um, so that's where that comes from. And now um, the company is in Canada, the UK, the US, and very simply, they produce a range of beautiful clothes every season. Um, I can go into more detail about how the design is and everything mm. later on. Um, but we take the clothes into ladies' homes or people come to my house and we just have a really good fun with some beautiful clothes, styling amongst girlfriends, getting lots of personal attention, none of the um, harsh lights and, you know, feeling awful <laughs> in horrible changing rooms. Um and of really enjoying fashion and the buzz that clothes can can give you. Right. Okay. So effectively, anybody could become a cabbie stylist if they go through the right channels, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And we do need for more ladies because it's, yeah. I would say it's one of the UK's um, biggest hidden 
um, hidden secrets when it comes to fashion brands? It certainly is. I mean, I've had, as you know, a number of pieces through working with yourself and Mandy um, and obviously Lizzie as well. Um, and yeah, I can't. I can't speak highly enough about the quality of the products. Um, I think their jeans are absolutely amazing. I'm going off on a complete tangent here, but <laughs> I, I do need to say it because it really is. I mean, it's not your it's not your low end high street prices. Yeah. It's not designer prices. Um, no. You know, you are looking, aren't you, sort of like a hundred pounds or so for a pair of jeans. Yeah, but the jeans good. are really good quality. Everything has been. An amazing quality. Anyway, I digress. What I wanted to talk to you about is the business itself. So effectively, when you're um, when you went into this, it's like you get your own business in a box. Effectively, isn't it? Absolutely. So you're if you if you are somebody who's dreamed of, of owning your own boutique, mm. um, you you basically do have exactly what you said a business in a box. You have your own your own boutique, and you can have, run that from your home. Um, and go into other ladies' homes. You don't have to have all the setup of a shop. You don't have to worry about buying in clothes because cabby provide all of us with the same inventory so the same collection mm. um that's already pre pre-selected and it's selected in such a way that the clothes all mix and match right um, across the seasons um they also design in such a way that the colors of the clothes pair back to previous seasons so they're very much a buy well buy less company mm. um, very sustainable yeah so we are given everything you you don't need to be a stylist to to work with cabbie you don't even need to um have any fashion or creative backgrounds um i mean i certainly didn't because i say i'm a scientist um but you did get good training didn't you when you were on board yeah, it's yeah. very very good training yeah every everything is is provided for you you've got the training they train us within an inch of our lives mm. on every single product <laughs> how they fit how they're designed um how what the design is intent is how the outfits so Everything is given to us, marketing materials, more marketing materials than you'll ever, ever want. Um, so essentially, it is very simply, like you say, it's a business in a box that you okay. can take it from where that, you want. It, I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant opportunity. And um, what? how did it pan out for you, though? What did you do when you started out? How did it talk to us about how you built it up to what it is now? Um, well, my start was probably a little bit different from um, a lot of people because not long after I, I joined with Cabby, my husband was diagnosed with um, motor neuron disease. Um, so for me, when I first started with Cabby, it was very much my my me, me time with yeah. all the sort of horrible things that were going on yeah. in the rest of life. Um, and actually, it was the one thing that sort of kept me going because it was for me and I, I carried on, you know, I could go out of the house I could go to work take my clothes and I could almost step off the treadmill of what was going on at home um so and and that kept my business going and it kept kept me going so it kept to, you going it was kind of a bit of escapism from the from the uh, totally your world totally. in a sense yeah yeah um so through that and so through just quietly getting on with with the job quietly telling people about cabby um quietly sort of expanding the business and very much the um the way people heard of it was very much word of mouth because people love the clothes and then they told their friends and then their friends would come and see the clothes. Um, and it's just gone on from there. Yeah. So, what was, what would do you think were the hardest things when you started out in business? Um, it's um, when people say no, thank you. Um, not taking that personally. Yeah. Um, so what tips would you give people on that? Cause I think that's what people would love to. And I think that resonates across any kind of business, doesn't it? 
Yeah, and I think when people say no or no, thank you, they're not saying no because they don't like you. They're not saying no because they don't like the clothes. They're saying no because they're really busy and the cat's just fallen out of the tree and um, little Johnny's just sort of thrown up and it's all life is just getting in in the way. And it's not it's not personal. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, I had to learn that just because someone said thanks but no thanks um, it, it's not to take it personally because if you ask them again in a few months time it must be oh yes please I'm really glad you asked again I'd love to come and see the clothes mm. it, it's again keep keep just being normal like you like you with a box of chocolates if someone says no to the chocolate when you've offered them you're not offended that they've said no yeah nice way to put it yeah just go back and ask again because I think the thing is people are especially working in something like you do where you have to reach out to people I mean they can come to you but ultimately you can take it to them as well so you're reliant on those people aren't you and and having a a steady flow of people to be able to um you know show the clothes to yeah and you've all you always have to be out there meeting people um showing whether you know um yeah, so getting out to meeting new people, introducing them to the brand. Um, you can't rely on the same people. We do get a lot of people once they become cabbie fans. They yeah. really are cabbie fans and they yeah. come season after season. Yeah. But any business, you can't just sit there and expect the same people to keep your business going. You always have to look for new, yeah. new people. Um, and it's just, just doing that. And however you do that through social media, through networking, mm. all the things that you and I have um, talked about. Yeah. Is- being consistent that's one of your big words it is funny enough um this is out of context when you're when you're watching or listening to this but i recorded a podcast with somebody else today i was on a radio show and that was one of they said we got two tips and one of them was consistency because it's the one thing i think people want um we all want something to work immediately and if it doesn't work immediately, then we're just inbuilt to think, oh my God, it's not worked, it's failed. But actually in marketing, when you set up the strategy and you keep plugging away at the same thing, you know, you don't have, how many times do you see in the same advert? How many times on the television? You don't Absolutely. see it once, do you? You see it over and over again. Imagine they placed it once and went, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's the same exactly. as your box of chocolates kind of thing. You've got to keep on going and be resilient and just pick yourself back up and be consistent in what you're doing. Absolutely. And, you know, I have a beautiful brand of clothes. I have beautiful clothes. I wear the clothes all Mm. the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just a matter of just saying to people, come and have a look at these beautiful clothes. If you don't like them, I'm not offended, but I think you probably are going to. Yeah, (laughs) you are going to like them. So it's it's a very different way of getting having an immediate business, isn't it, as well? Because I think a lot of people think, what could I do? What could I set up in business? What could I do for myself? And you can actually earn a full-time living out of it, or you could just earn a little bit. Is that right, would you say? Absolutely, yeah. Everybody who comes in as, as a stylist with Cabby has absolutely um, different reasons mm-hmm. doing it. For myself, I started when my daughter was younger and I wanted to have a job that I could fit into the nooks and crannies of life. We have other ladies who it's their full-time income. Um, you know, they pay all the household bills. They're, they're you know, the only sort of wage earner in the house um and then we have other people who want to do it for the social aspect because they want to meet you know more women and from a social side everybody comes at it from a different reason and the beauty of the business is that you can create what you want personally yeah with the tools that cabby give you to create the business 
Yeah, um, because if you think how hard it would be, I mean, people do do it, but it would be so hard, wouldn't it, for you to have gone, I tell you what, I'm going to start up uh, my business and I'm going to then go and buy in clothes from, oh, you know, it, this is literally a way to have your own business immediately. Of course, there's an investment up front. We're not yes, going to, you know, yes. there is an investment. To be fair, there's an investment in any business that you're going to set yeah. up or run anyway. But it is a really great business model for those people who are interested in style and fashion, who maybe have got this sort of fire in their belly to do something different, um, yeah. you know, and you could run this kind of business alongside your career as well i'm sure a lot of people do that don't yep, they? Yep. lots of ladies lots of ladies do that lots of ladies um i was just launching a new lady in shrewsbury the last couple of days yeah and she has her own um packing company business mm -hmm. which um isn't very sexy am i allowed to say mm -hmm. the word sexy it's not very sexy it's not very feminine it's mm -hmm. it's big packaging yeah. um and she wants to do cabby because she loves the clothes. She's a very sociable lady and she wants to do something completely different from her other yeah. business, yeah. which is packaging, yeah. um, which to me is, I think packaging, my God, how boring, but she, you know, that's, that's her business. And she's doing cabby as a hobby really. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So tell me then about the collection this summer. Um, it's, been out a little while isn't it because i know a lot of people are just starting to think about summer but now the shops to be honest are starting to think very shortly sadly about yeah. the summer sales and they'll be bringing their autumn winter collections out which is kind of scary when we're only in may but yeah. you know buyers will be buying and will have bought already for yeah. next year's seasons so this is your current collection is in full swing at the moment isn't it yes yeah um and that runs when does that run until july is that Oh, you're back. Oh, oh, I lost you then for a moment. Yeah, yeah we'll just froze for a minute. Um, yes, yeah. The, I mean, the collection is, and it's very. Um, I say that. I say the designers are so clever. They, what they do is they, um, they research all the styles from all the catwalks. They research all the street styles, everything that's going on. Um, they're out there. So we're very much on trend, but not trendy. So a yeah. lot of the, the neutrals that are around at the moment, you know, the chic beiges, um, you know, the creams and that sort of chic um i think they call it the coastal grandma look yeah um, you know with sort of the crochet knits and that mm -hmm. sort of thing We've got a, a lot of that but then we also have a lot of bright colors um some really lovely sort of pops of um from colors and with our fabrics yeah and all the clothes are designed um to mix and match so it's very very easy to create um capsule wardrobes and and also from just a few pieces you can create a lot of outfits mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know we have some very high-end denim design the sort of two-tone denim design which is i think is only just coming out there i think we're going to see a lot more of that on the high street but this season with cabby we're we've got our two-tone denim so they're almost as well as quite often ahead of the game um they had fringing or, or we had fringing at least a season before fringing hit the high street right yeah yeah. Um, so I was seeing it coming out in the high street last autumn. I'm thinking, well, we, we did that last year. Yeah. So we they're, sometimes they are really, really ahead of the mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. But they do design it in such a way um, that the clothes are, are also timeless. Yeah. So they, they, they're meant to work in your wardrobe for years. I mean, what I'm wearing is, I think this jacket is last season and the blouse is um, the season before. So mm -hmm. they're a couple of years, couple of years old um, at the moment. Um, but that's the idea is that the clothes you build your outfits from cabbie rather than buying new over and over again. So 
and it's the way they've always been. Mm. They, um, also with our colours, things like the navies, the blacks, they always stay the same. So for 21 years, those base colours have always been the same. A lot of brands will slightly tweak those so that you basically buy more. So you buy another jacket to go with the trousers you might have got. With Cabby, if you've got a navy jacket in your wardrobe, the navy linen trousers we've got this season will match perfectly. Oh, that's good to know. That's really good, isn't it? Makes yeah. a difference. And yeah. I hadn't really thought about that before when you buy something and then you think, oh, it's not quite right, especially yeah. when it's supposed to be a matching suit. Um, yeah. And there's, they was, I think their, their sustainability, can't say that word, um, <laughs> was it's it's always been there, whereas we're a lot more aware of being sustainable in the fashion yeah. world. Really, it's a lot more awareness out there. But this is the way Cabby has always done it. It's, it's not new for Cabby. Okay. So you can get the a business in a box effectively. You don't need to be trained. You can learn as you Oh, I was going to say learn as you earn, but I hate that saying, but it is kind of, it is true. It's true. You really are, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the word that um, just fits, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Does it ever feel um, like hard work? Does it ever feel difficult getting those bookings in? Because I think that's what people would, would wonder. Well, I've got to be honest. Um, and yeah, you could sort of think every time I contact someone and everybody says yes, and you think, great, this is lovely. And I'm skipping off to the bank and it's all all great. Mm -hmm. But reality is you do get people saying thanks, but no thanks. And you can sort of get a bit disheartened by that. And you can sort of think, oh, goodness, you know, what am I doing wrong? Is it me? Um, it's like it's like anything with any business. You, you have ups and downs, um, you know. Easter time and school holiday and coronation and bank holidays and suddenly everybody's away and it's not because they don't want to see the clothes it's because they're doing other things yeah and yeah sometimes you think oh god you know what what have I done wrong why isn't my diary full but going back to the consistency message it it will come back and all you need to do is get ladies in front of the clothes yeah and you know the business carries on but you have to go I for think the you can step. apply that to any business as well really what you've just so said different. there um yeah. something came to mind and I've had a menopausal moment and it's gone out of my head of something you just said then it'll come back to me in a moment it'll come back to me what was I going to say you don't need this in the middle of a podcast do you when you have, a, when you have a, <laughs> like a brain fog moment we'll just carry on and it will come back to me I'm yeah. sure I know lots of people who have done you know they're not in the same business but the similar kind of thing to you um yeah. you know and and then they have lots of friends and lots of family that they start off with Yes. And then sometimes it can fall a little bit flat because I've got loads of friends and family, but friends and family, not just in the business we're talking to Penny about, but in any business can only support you so far. Uh, my friends and family are not my, obviously in my business, my biggest buyers. No. Um, but I do know people who certainly then buy into something and go, okay, so where did you go once you got past that point, Penny? Because everybody starts off going, oh, I've got loads of friends that I maybe could take this out to. What was your plan at that point? Yeah, I think whenever I'm talking to people um, who are interested in joining the business, one of the things I, I definitely point out to them is you are not going to get rich from your friends and family. Your friends and family are not going to be your um, your key customers and they certainly weren't when I I started out yes um friends and family did come along to my first um first few events and they did bring other people that I met um and so through them 
then I expanded my networks. And so what you need to look at is people that you know in all the different walks of, of life, not just your close friends, not just your aunts and your nephew, not nephews, your nieces and <laughs> granny and, and what have you. Um, you need to look all, you know, who do you know at the sports club? Who do you know at the golf club? Who do you know, um, you know, people that you know, but aren't necessarily in your friendship close circle. And, you know, at the moment, we're not walking around naked. That's not going to happen. So women always want to wear clothes. And one of the key things I think is never assume who is going to like the clothes that you have or who, you know, as you say, the brand is, um, it's, it's not a cheap brand. It's not a, um, it's not really high end, high end, brand. It's not no. high end, but like you say, it, it's somewhere in the middle. You yeah. Know, Karen high Millen quality. Yeah. Exactly. Level quality so you mustn't make assumptions as you know oh she wouldn't like it or so and so wouldn't like it you really just say I've got this business come along and have a look at it and and look at where where you you know people I mean you can if you write sit and write down how many um people you know so I know so and so um you know from so and so from the pub she always looks really nice and oh I've got my friend um you know my sports um trainer and instructor and she you know just chatting through her she spends mm. loads of money on sweaty betty clothes and actually she's fed up of spending money on sweaty betty yeah. clothes because she's got plenty of it and she'd quite like to have a new pair of jeans and a new jacket um mm. so it's, it's literally just looking where you can widen the circle it's almost like rippling um you know the ripple of a stone yeah 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 I think that's really worthwhile and I think again that can be applied to any business absolutely if you are yeah. you know um I know lots of people who do as I say not the same but sort of similar styles of businesses um and yeah to to really sit down with a piece of paper and just think okay let's get the obvious people out the way and then let's move on from there because yeah. I think you hit a really good point there is you, what did you say you're not going to get rich from your family and friends no, it's not going to happen definitely <laughs> Um, and and you've had like so in the seven years that you've been in you've been a cabbie stylist and obviously you've worked with lots of people what's really make what makes somebody really successful in what they do in in you know because i think again that applies to anybody taking on a similar business yeah i mean i think it depends on how you measure success personally Very true absolutely um, true it could be it could be money income that yeah you're your measure um it could be set up a bit of a cliche isn't it but job satisfaction mm -hmm. um you know how much you enjoy your job um you know the buzz maybe that it gives you um for me personally um it's it's yes it's the income but for me personally it is the you know just the friendships I've made because I would count all my I mean I've probably got a thousand clients yeah so and yeah I don't know all of the thousand clients intimately but a good three or four hundred of them I know and I've only known them because of cabbie and I would count them as good friends now so that to me is lovely and when you get ladies coming to me who are maybe feeling conscious about their body their body shape or their body's changed because of menopause or you know life events or what have you and they're feeling just just feeling a bit blur yeah you know they'll come to me and we'll we'll have a play with the clothes and you know I had a lady who came the other day and she's she's put on a lot of weight um she knows she has she's she's doing lots to to sort it out um but she's just feeling really down about herself and she's actually a very glamorous lady and she turned up wearing um very large shirts and clothes yeah. um which basically made I mean you look larger it made her look even larger yeah. so you know we had a great few hours and I was putting her in clothes that were you know the right size but slimming and skimming and you know we all, we did have tears um 
you know, because she was. Seeing... I can imagine because she probably looked in the mirror and was like, "Look, yeah, amazing." Yeah, she said, oh my goodness, I couldn't put it on those moments to this, but she put the clothes on and she immediately lost. Yeah, weight, and she immediately looked slimmer, and she immediately looked a million dollars. And for remember me... that. Remember that yeah. as a tip. You know, big wearing bigger clothes don't it doesn't hide that things. It just actually makes you look bigger. But that's the buzz for me. That's the satisfaction for me mm. is for myself and the, this lady. And mm. she walked out of here and she's coming back to try more clothes on. And we're, you know. So um, that's the satisfaction. So is that your why? Is that what how you measure your success? I know, I mean, if we put money aside, because I think, mm. I mean, there are some people who just focus on the money, money, money. Yeah. I don't tend to work with those no. kind of people. Um, because for me, yes, money obviously is important. We all want to play our, pay our bills, what have you. Yes, but for sure. me, there's more uh, and other areas that give great satisfaction in our businesses. So is, is that your why and what you do what you do? Um, I'd say that's my why. And yes, yes, the money is useful. Um, it, it, if I say it's useful, it's important. Yeah. Um, but it's and, not your yeah, driver. It's not your main driver in what you're doing, what you do. No, but equally, I know by running my business this way that giving the client I've just sort of yeah. explained about, she will come back to me. She'll recommend me to other people. Yeah. And I'm just being me. And mm. I'm just doing things. I'm doing things the way I would like people yeah. to treat me. Yeah. Um, and that, and yes, I want to earn an income because I want to go on a nice holiday and I've got a university, an university student for a daughter that I need to pay for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't see why you can't earn an income and run a business and at the same time have that that feeling of job satisfaction oh no I think you absolutely can I think it's when money is your only goal then I think sometimes your ethics people's ethics go out the window yeah, absolutely. Yeah. um and I think you know most people I know and work with and have in my network you know have got those similar values because you tend to gravitate towards people don't you've got the same values as your own um but you know knowing your why and what you're doing for it, and I think you've hit on a really really good point there is success means something different to everybody and the yeah. trouble is there's so much noise on social media and there's so much from different coaches talking about reaching you know very high figure months I'm not even going to talk about the kind of figures they're talking and it sends people into paranoia but my one way of looking at that is think back to if you've ever worked in an office and mm -hmm. what you don't people don't sit in the office going oh have you hit your I will mention have you hit 10k this month have you done it you know if everybody sat in the office doing that could you imagine but it, it brings it back into perspective because people start feeling if they're not hitting a 10k month that they're not having a very successful month or something um or a 5k month and I just I have a, a bee in my bonnet over that and I totally agree with you that success is something different to every single person Absolutely. that's like we all have very different body shapes not one person fits into the same body shape as somebody else in all like you penny all the hundreds of people that i've worked with not one of them could i say you've got the same body shape as that they might resemble it slightly yeah. and it's the same with all of us individually we're all different and so we all have different values and success and we're all in different places in our businesses at different times. So you can't measure your success by somebody else's. No, de definitely not. And for me, it it works for me because people come. I mean, I've got a good business going. I've got, you know, people joining, you know, joining my team. Though yeah, because you've got a team, more. haven't you, as well? <laughs> I have got a team. Yeah, um, I do need more ladies yeah. to join. 
because I can't cover the whole of the southwest. Um, yeah, and obviously, if people wanted to join and they're not based in the southwest and they heard this, can they contact you and still? Yeah, definitely yeah. contact me because part of what I do um, with Cabby is I look after people who want to join, um, who join the business, and it's it's very simple. If they do well, I do well, so it's very simple for me mm -hmm. um, that it's in my interest, and it's just the way I operate anyway. That you know, I want other people who come to Cabby to join to yeah. do well. And then it, it, it means that I do well with my business. And as well. people might be thinking, hold on, I don't want any targets over my head. Are you targeted? No, not at all. No. So it's down to you what you do. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're going to invest in a business, um, you're going to invest in Cabby, you you know, you want to you want to do the business um, and then you don't do anything, then perhaps the Cabby business isn't isn't right for you. So um, what you're saying is you've got to be prepared to put the work in. You can't yeah. just invest in it and then just expect it all to come rolling in. But I don't think yeah. you can in any business, really. No, exactly. It's not a, it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's not a money making scheme. It's not a buying club. It's none of these things. Um, uh, I look on it as like um, a franchise almost. Um, mm. And yeah, it's like everything you put in. Sorry, get it the right get way. Out what, you get out what you put in. Yeah. Um, and if you don't do anything, um, you're not going to get much out of it. Um, but again, if you if you put the effort in, if you put the work in and it's very simple, really, if you get the clothes in front of women, um women all love the clothes the thing the clothes don't do is pick up the phone send a text or put pictures on instagram they won't do any of any of that um you've got to do that work yourself. so effectively when it goes back to obviously the the personal branding and the marketing yes. and building up your profile yeah um your credibility your visibility those are all really important aren't they Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like it's like any business, but it's like you say, it's, it's one you can have very easily and you can start earning as soon as you join Cabby mm. um, rather than say if you invested in a, in a shop and you opened a shop on the high street. You've got to think of the, the rent. You've got to think of health and safety. You've got to buy yeah. the clothes. You've got to wait for come someone to come in and like the clothes. Mm. Um, as I say, you don't even need to do any choosing with Cabby. Oh, goodness, I don't think I'd ever do choosing for a shop. I'd never. It, yeah. That's the whole complete science mm. that I never mm. never yeah. do yeah um so, so it really is a business in a box that you can invest in and you can run it as a, as a business as your full-time business or you could run it I don't like the word side hustle but it can be a side hustle if you want it to on top of something else yeah. um I just think it's a really good model for people to know about and um you know what they can invest in and what they can do but also it's really lovely to talk to you about building that business and mm -hmm. you know and the reality behind it, because this whole podcast is about, you know, authenticity and the reality of running your own business. And I'm sure like everybody else, you've had times and months where it's like, oh my God, what's happening? Mm -hmm. And then other months will be amazing months. But that's the um, entrepreneurial roller coaster that everybody's on, isn't it? Yeah, totally. And you, you like you say, it's, um, you know, if you don't wake up in the morning and you don't do any work, you're not going to get paid. But that, like you say, that's, yeah. That's for everything. Yeah. But equally, I've managed my um, my season this season. So mm -hmm. on the 10th of June, I'm going away for three weeks. Mm -hmm. So I won't be working for three weeks, but I've yeah. managed my business, so, which means I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Which is, what okay. other job can you do that in? <laughs> oh, well, exactly. And that is the beauty, isn't it? I mean, with, without being obvious, that is the, the big beauty about working for yourself. And I think it would be the hardest shift for me. I mean, I'm not going to go back and work for anybody else full time, I don't think. But you never know what's ever going to happen in life. Um, 
but yeah i can't imagine having to ask people now for a day off or oh, to go no. and do something or if i want to go on holiday when i want to go i mean obviously i have to fit my client work in it's not like i'm just going off and doing exactly what i want all the time i think you, ha you have to remember when you've got a business you've got responsibilities as well you can't just sit there it doesn't run itself and you are unless you when you get to the point you can start bringing in people to help you you are doing a lot yourself as well um yes. you know uh, without me trying to sugarcoat it too much i think it's just all a, a bundle of fluff because it's not all the time um it can be hard work but there are just so many so many wonderful benefits of it as well and i wouldn't have it any other way I mean, I think all of us who work in our businesses have real deep passion for them. And I think if you don't have a deep passion for what you're doing, then that's probably the time you shouldn't be doing it. And I get a new collection of clothes every six months. And what I love that. I like about I love that. that. <laughs> and I do really recommend the jeans. I mean, I love all of the collection, but their jeans are amazing. So Penny, to, to end this today, what advice would you give yourself now if you were starting again? So if you could go back and talk to Penny who was starting in hindsight as such is there any advice you'd give to yourself that other people would find really useful um probably not stress about the quieter times um because there's always going to be quieter times and there's always going to be busier times and now i know that the quieter times will be followed by busier times which will be followed by quieter times and i think at the early days i would probably really worry when things got a bit quiet um and think, oh my goodness, it's not going to work. I've, you know, it's going really badly. And I think I probably got myself in a bit of a tiz about that when I didn't need to. Um, and again, it's just now I've learned to keep putting one foot in front of the other, be consistent. The business is there. You just need to go out and be yourself and get get the business, you know, in, in the ways that we've talked about. Um, and don't don't think that you're looking at a black hole just because things have got a bit quieter. Okay. And what would be your biggest tip for somebody on the visibility side of things from the marketing and visibility side of their business? Um, how, what do you mean? Like sort of posting on Instagram? Well, or... yeah. What would be, yeah. What would be your biggest tip on that? Um, I think you can, you must, you can well, I say you must, you've got to do what works for you. Some people don't like social media. Some people don't do it at all. Yeah. Um, if you're a social media person, I think you need a social media presence um, and you need to do what's right for you. But I don't think social media alone is not going to get ladies in front of the clothes. That's not going to happen. You have to actually physically get out there, go to um, networking meetings, look at innovative ways of um, getting the clothes in front of people. I do a lot of fashion shows um, for sort of groups of ladies, um, you know, um, charities and that sort of thing, which, which helps sort of mm -hmm. spread the word. And you've got to look at ways of getting the clothes in front of people. Um, so your tip there really to summarize is with your visibility, don't just think it's all about social media. Think no, about no. your online and your offline presence and your offline being as you're talking about the networking, things yeah. like that. And and I, I would add there, don't forget the power of email marketing. I know Penny and I have been talking about that quite a lot lately, too. Um, yeah. You know, there is real power in getting people into your own lists and being able to um, talk to them um, and obviously um, keep engaging in conversation and building up that communication with them. Yeah, totally. But as I say, social media is good in the, as a mm. background, I suppose background noise, but it does bring in people know about it. They check you, but yeah. but say the, it doesn't get people in front of the clothes. No. OK, so how do people connect with you, Penny? Um 
I have my cabbie website, which is a good one to um, to check me out on. And that's Penny Gunter. I've got to remember this because it's pennygunter.cabbyonline.uk. Okay. Um, or connect, uh, email me at um, pennygunter at hotmail.co.uk. Um, and check me out on Instagram, which is at pennygunterstyle. And I think I've also got a Facebook page, but I obviously don't use it enough because I can't remember. That <laughs> That's fine. People well. will be able to find it. We'll put the details um, <laughs> yeah. in the show notes as well. Um, and obviously, if you want to, is it still called a front row? The, uh, the fashion shows. Fashion yes. shows. They're called front row. If you want to book a front row fashion show with Penny, then they can be done online as well. It's not yep. just... Uh, her coming to you so you could book that online you can have it online and you can get all your friends online um and you actually get sent it's not just you holding that sounds wrong but it's not just it's not you holding up clothes is it you actually see people walking on the catwalk it's don't a proper you catwalk show. It's a proper if, you're doing, show. if you're doing the online version it's the proper catwalk show um with the models and lots of details about the clothes with me explaining about the clothes comparing everything um if you come in person obviously you know you can feel you can try we do all the personal styling there um but if you're further afield from where i live i do travel um but if you're further afield um i can't quite get the clothes on an airplane to jersey but, <laughs> you know we can do things online as well okay and and just to talk about the collection finally because we didn't cover this um, there's something for everybody, isn't it? If you were to sum it up in a style personality, what style personality would you put Cabby in? Now, that's really, really difficult because, and the designers say so, say this themselves, is they do design for everybody. Right, and there we go. Think, as a marketeer, you'll probably sort of run screaming down the road going, you, everything's got to have no. a... <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I think that's yeah. brilliant. I think, um, yeah. They, they very much design the clothes that they will be worn by very different people. I personally am quite a tailored person, quirky, chic, I would put myself in. Other people who are perhaps, um, Becky, one of our designers, she's very eclectic, she's very out there. Um, so she obviously wears clothes, she designs them, and you can wear the clothes in totally different ways. And they design them that they can be worn in different ways. And that's shown, isn't it, on the uh, videos? and i've just remembered there's different size models wearing them as well isn't there yeah so which i think is sizes. bloody brilliant yeah so if you're an extravagant dresser if you're a um, eclectic type of dresser you can wear it one way if you're like myself who's probably a little bit neater a bit more jacket and jeans type person you can wear it that way they do really do design for everyone they start from a point of view of color Mm -hmm. So it's colour is their starting point when they um, design, which is how it pairs back to previous seasons. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it really is. And it's designed for all ages. My daughter, my latest Instagram, if you want to go and see my daughter, I don't know if this is probably a bit dodgy <laughs> so telling to go and look at my daughter on Instagram. Um, but she, we've got some photographs of my daughter wearing the current clothes. She's 19 going on 20. And then I'm there as well. And I'm mm. not 20 anymore. I'm six. <laughs> um, and so you can see it, it does fit for everybody. Yeah, then, yeah. My oldest client was 100 for her 100. There we go. So something for everybody. So do go and check it out because I do think, you, as you said earlier, is a very hidden secret. Um, and I think people should know about it. Um, and I think it's a great business in a box idea um, for somebody who really just wants to pick something up and go for it. So if you've got a love of fashion, of style, and you want to do something yourself, then speak to Penny. Um, if you if you get if you've forgotten anything and you just want to send me a message send me a message and i'll i can 
get you in touch with Penny really quickly as well. Um, so thank you, Penny. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's been really lovely. And I'm sure people have got some really great takeaways, certainly if they're in the same kind of business as you. But I mean, a lot of what we've talked about is relevant in any business. That's brilliant. Thank you very much for having me on. That was lovely. You're Thanks. very, very welcome. And I will catch up with you all in the next episode. Take care for now. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and you've gained some valuable insights too. Now, if you're interested in learning more about me and my services in personal branding, marketing and style coaching, then head on over to my website. There you can check out all about me, what I offer, and you can even schedule a free introductory consultation call. You can download some free tools that help you build your own brand. You can view my up and coming workshops and events. And of course, you can read my blogs too. Now, my goal is to help you create a powerful personal brand that truly represents you and makes you stand out from the crowd. So whether you need help defining your personal brand, your style, you need help with your brand strategy and your marketing, I'm here to guide you every step of the way. If you have any questions or just want to say hi to me, then don't hesitate to get in touch. Thanks again for listening and I will see you again in the next episode.